Hi, welcome to Love Reality Shift Podcast. Today, me and my soul sister Tanya again will present you about sex and spirituality. These are very important topics when it comes to passion. So, I want you guys to enjoy this special episode. girl i was just texting you <laughs> so how are you good good so i'm thinking i'm gonna keep this room to about a half an hour today if that's okay with you great my throat is sore <laughs> i have a sore throat um anyway so i figure if we wrap up like 12 35 that'll be good yeah anywho so we'll get started hey everybody welcome back we are talking today about sacred sexuality, elevated relationships, the synergy of sex and spirituality. So I don't know about you, Erica, but for me, myself, growing up in a very um, fundamentalist Christian environment, I'll say, um, I, I always had a huge hang up around sex. Like it was always basically told to me that it was dirty it's wrong it's dirty you shouldn't want to have any pleasure especially as a woman you shouldn't want to have any pleasure don't touch yourself don't let anybody see you touching yourself you know save yourself for marriage save yourself for your husband all of these taboos around sex right especially in the christian religion um the thing is, I, I have very clear memories of when I was young. I was probably maybe five, remembering, um, like, touching myself and my mother being horrified. Oh, my God, don't do that. You know, and when you put that kind of energy out, especially as a parent, to a child who doesn't know any differently, right? They're just exploring their world, exploring their body. Um, it becomes ingrained in the mind as this is bad. If I do this, I am bad. So consequently, that was a subconscious thing in my belief system for the longest of times, the longest of times that, oh my God, I'm a horrible person if I have sex. I'm a terrible person if I have sex. Like, I think I, I lost my virginity when I was like 15 and I was with this boy. I dated him for a long time. I was in love with him. He's my first love. And I dated him for like a year and a half. And then we like like heavily petting, shall we say. But one day we kind of had a little oops, you know, and although we didn't like kind of oops, oops all the way, but, but like, um, not to be too graphic, but he put it in a little bit and I was like, so mortified. I was so mortified. Like, I cannot even tell you the whole rest of the day and like the rest of the week, I had so much guilt and shame so much guilt and shame around, oh my God, I'm going to hell. I'm a terrible person. You know, oh my God, his penis touched me, right? <laughs> like, God forbid, you know? And even then it got even worse as I got older because as I got older, I got more involved in Christian religion. And I'm not dissing Christians. This has nothing to do with that. I'm just saying, I think there's a big, huge misperception that has been put into um, a lot of religion around sex that was never meant to be there. So this is not a diss against Christianity because I love Jesus. I'm not even saying anything about that. So I just believe that there's a lot of mistruths and 
like the ego has gotten involved in religion and really um, added in some things that took away from the original message of what was said by some of the masters. So consequently, hey, Tashi, um, haven't seen you in a while, girl. So one of the um, things I wanted to bring forward was that, yes, I believe all religions have like their own belief systems around sex and sexuality. However, I also firmly know, and this is from my experience, and I would love to talk about it, but from my experience, I look at it this way. The great creator also created us as sexual beings. Sexual energy is a huge catalyst. It helps us grow. It helps us evolve. It helps spur manifestation. There is a lot to be said about sexual energy. Not only is it is it something that I think has been misused, misrepresented, and labeled as shameful, bad, wrong. Like I said, you know, because like all growing up, that's all I ever heard. Don't have sex. Don't have sex. Don't have sex. You're not a good person if you have sex before you get married. And I carry this guilt around with me for like the longest time. And as I got into college, I was like um, really involved in like one of the campus ministries. And I had a boyfriend who I was had a year in love with. And we were both in this Christian ministry and we were having sex, but yet the whole entire time we would have sex and then we would feel terribly guilty about it. Then we'd have sex and then we'd have terribly guilty about it. I mean, it was ridiculous. And it's like, I think about this back now and I'm like, it took me so long to get over that grief, that, that, not the grief, I mean, the shame and the guilt, because once I had my spiritual awakening and I started to realize that, Hey, you know, this whole sexuality thing is all bullshit, right? It's all bullshit. It really is. Like, it's a beautiful experience between men and women. Who's to say that it's only reserved for marriage? That was, all that stuff was added in. All those things that were like um, warped and twisted around sex and sexuality between people, be it man, woman, man, man, woman, man, it doesn't matter, woman, woman. All of that stuff was twisted because of the ego mind. And in religion, if you look at any sexual practice that is like deemed wrong or bad, there is nothing in the eyes of the great creator that is wrong or bad. So when you're talking about, you know, um, like the whole thing with like, um, like one of my, my parents are really super born again Christians. So they're like, you know, gay sex is wrong. You know, you shouldn't be with a gay person or gay, gay marriage is wrong. You know, that's bad. It says so in the Bible. I'm like, yeah, but that's not what that meant. Right. Like the contextual things that were changed and stuff in the Bible that aren't accurate or things that were twisted and the words of Jesus that were twisted and things like that. Um, there's a lot of that stuff is like been misinformation, like to put in there to keep a, to keep women down, B, by the patriarchy, C, by the establishment as far as like religious uh, order being a form of control of the people. So that's my opinion. So if you disagree with me, I'm happy to hear you out. But um, that being said, uh, so my experience has been very triggering along the way of like how I view sex and sexuality. And now that I'm spiritually awake, um, it's taken a whole different meaning for me, but it took a long time to unprogram myself from this is bad. 
you know, from this is bad, this isn't good, you know, this is wrong. Um, and having all those judgmental feelings, not just about myself, but about other people, you know, like judging other people who wanted to be in polyamorous relationships. I'm like, oh my God, that's wrong. Well, who says so? Who says? Who says? Really? If you can love somebody and give love and be fully loving, fully caring and giving, want to be strictly there for the benefit of love and good of other people and of yourself. And if you keep the ego out of it, it is nothing but beautiful and it is energy and it is a powerful energy. And you can use this sexual energy as a powerful energy for manifestation, which I want to talk about too, Erica. So Erica, what is your take on this whole thing? I've been taking up the mic for quite a bit and I have a lot to say. So <laughs> Erica, what are your thoughts? So I, I'm before my spiritual awakening, I was a Catholic. I was a very a good Catholic girl. So in Catholicism, of course, you know, they teach um, sex is sin, you commit sin. So like we have this, uh, those of you who are not uh, familiar with uh, Catholicism, um, we go to confession. So every single time, um, when you have you make love with your boyfriend, you go to confession, right? Saturdays, usually Saturdays, whatever the time, you confess your sins to a priest. And then they tell you, uh, say, uh, our father, Hail Mary five times or whatever. The whole point is, um, just like Tonya, you are saying, um, I felt guilty about having sex, but I also was wondering what is wrong with making love with a person you dearly love and you have to feel sinful about it. So when I met uh, um, my twin flame catalyst, he, he was Catholic too. <laughs> he still is a Catholic. <laughs> so we usually, you know, I usually stay in his place Friday, Saturday. And then we go to church, the Sunday mass on Sunday. And usually when a person who doesn't go to confession, you cannot take a host. Host is like a Christ body. And I wasn't taking any host because obviously we had the sex on Friday and the Saturday. <laughs> and then my ex-boyfriend was taking one. So one day I asked him, why are you doing that? Are you like uh, committing violation? And then he told me, "You, I love you, you love me. There's nothing taboo or sinful what we do because we clearly love each other. So I don't really see any necessity to go to confession and uh, not taking the host. But I was very conservative, so I didn't really, you know, go go toward his practice. But now, of course, he was spiritual too. He was doing yoga and then a lot more spiritual at that time. So that me. Now I completely understand what he was saying that because when you make love with someone you really really in love with there's an energy exchange between the couple and the energy exchange is so sacred 
and then nothing dirty or sinful about it. It's a pure energy of love. And when you make love to someone you really love, it's expressing how much you love this person with whole part of your body. So just like my ex was saying, there's, there's nothing sinful about it. But yeah, a lot of culture, they talk about, you know, sex is sin, unless, you know, someone grew up in the culture, they, they, um, they do poly, polyagamy or something like that. Maybe they do exist a culture like that. But usually in the modern society, they, they tend to look at sex as sinful, especially when it comes to women. There's a double standard, of course. So when people ask about body count, um, guys, guys are like having like three digit or two digit or whatever. They're like, oh my God, you're such a stud. But there's nothing like shameful or horrible about it. Like, oh yeah, you know about a woman's body or your popular or whatever. But when it, it comes to women, when you have a lot of numbers, right? Um, you tend to be looked at as a slut by opposite sex. And then I was reading on the other day, um, Reddit, and this girl's husband found out how his wife is like, was sleeping so many guys and he just found out and he has hung up on it because when they were going out, she said the same number as he was having because she didn't want the people to look at her and judge her. And to me, you know, how many people you want to sleep with is up to your decision. You don't really have to worry about what other people think. If you don't really want to sleep around, that's fine because you want to keep your special moment with special someone. But some people want to experiment and see because unless you experience so many people, how do you know what's good, right? These are so many ways to look at it. So, but the, um, now I feel like the concept of sin and the sex is to, of course, to keep, um, I'm pro-marriage, but marriage was um, created by the church and the authority to, for the taxing system. So keep those people in the box so they, they're not going to go outside of the box. And they keep people in, in line in the uh, system, right? So... The system by itself is very um, systematic, like in a way, uh, the mode of control. And that's where it comes from. So of course, when someone wants to control a certain society or a certain structure or a certain um, village or certain country, of course, they want to create this stigma sex having sex is sin but if it's sinful right how come 
the creator made this system to procreate. And when we take a look at the other society, which is outside of Earth, they don't they don't necessarily have to put the penis in vagina to create new life, but some people do choose that method because it's fun. And then when you're creating new life, there's nothing sinful about it, right? But of course, sex isn't just a creation. Sex is, to me, um, expressing how much you love for each other because if it's just for creation then um just like other high frequency society you can you can create time of being heat at the will you don't have to have a period every month and the guy doesn't have to be horny all the time or a lot of times right so as a human body we have right now, we are not just here to create babies. We are here to also expressing our feelings toward each other. And sometimes those feelings and the passion might not be accurate, right? You may, you may like this person, but you, you are kind of confused, but that's fine, you know? That's how we learn and how we grow. Yeah, and I was just going to say, too, Erica, kind of tagging off of what you said earlier, um, it kind of, uh, if you look at it, really, you know, from strictly from a creation standpoint, infinite creator, source, God, the universe, however you perceive that, that energy to be, that intelligence, that divine spirit, created us not only just to be able to reproduce through sexual reproduction, but made it pleasurable, right? It's pleasurable. Of course it is. And you think, well, how do you get somebody, how would you get a species to want to reproduce and create more species, you know, create more, make it pleasurable, right? And for humans and, and for for animals, it's like instinctual, right? But for humans, and I think dolphins too, they said are the other, only other species that, that has sex for pleasure. But it's pleasurable, but it's also an experience, right? We are all here having this experience as souls, as spirit in this human body. But I find that it's, it's not just sexual energy, but it's spiritual energy and creative energy all kind of rolled up into one. And if you're going to express creation as the creator, what a more beautiful way to do it than to be expressing this sexually. Cause you're right. It is sexual. That sexual energy is a combining of energies of two souls, right? A combining of your energy. What a more beautiful way to say, I love you other than to be part of you. Right? So of course there are a variety of ranges for why, you know, people have sex is not just only people in love. You know, sometimes it's just a passion thing. Sometimes it's just a chemistry thing. Sometimes it's just carnal instinct thing. And that's fine too. But I mean, it's a desire to bond and to be with another being, right? And when it's mutual and consensual, 
it is amazing and it should not have any limitation when it comes down to, you know, oh, you know, if it's, if it's, uh, you know, before you're married or, you know, this person, that person, whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Like, in all honesty, like if you, if, as long as it's consensual, like I said, like, I'm not talking about kids and stuff like that. Right. I'm talking about adult people who are able to consent to having sex and who know what they're doing consensual and mutual it is a beautiful thing and it doesn't matter what place in time and however you want to do it there's like all kinds of variety of whatever floats your boat right and if you're in the flow of expressive sex you know that god has to have a hand in it right creativity is all about spiritual communion and I believe sex is a core function of humanity right it's in that that uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs food, water, shelter, sex, right? Um, it, it plays a big role in physical health and in the vitality of the body. And if you can think about this, it's this universal force, right? We have this universal force within us that is the life force, the divine essence that is our spirit. And if you think of your spirit being the divine essence and sex being the spirit descending and the evolution is the physical ascending, meaning the heart is, it's just like the heart and the spirit meeting together an explosion of nothing but pure love. So I think it is divine. And I think sex can, is sacred. Sacred sexuality is, I think, something that we need to, to talk about more. You know, I think our culture is so wrapped up in, um, you know, oh my God, it's taboo and it's dirty. It's forbidden. It's wrong. Sex is sacred right? It's cosmic energy. It's a physical act that puts you in direct connection with the divine. I mean, ask anybody who's had an orgasm before. Hello. I mean, it's, it's, it's just the object of object. What am I trying to say? Objectification of women and the way it's been made to see that people look at it as, oh, it's dirty. And, you know, da, 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 da. And we watch, you know, whether you're watching porn or you're doing this, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I mean, the thing is, I think when you put it in the category of wrong and dirty, you can take anything and make it that, right? You can take any act and, and make it wrong. But even like, cause I know people are like, oh my God, porn's wrong, porn's wrong, porn's wrong. I'm like, says who? Says who? Who says it's wrong? I'm like, are those people mutually, are, I mean, are if it's a mutual agreement and they're having fun doing it and they're enjoying themselves and other people are enjoying watching, who says it's wrong? You know, I think, I think there's the delineation has to come down to, are you being coerced or are you wanting to do this out of you? Is it pure free will and desire because you enjoy it? You enjoy your body. You enjoy another person's body. You love the act of it, the physical nature of it, the experience of it. Is that, is that good? If it feels good, like anything else, you know, when you are moving through life and you talk about manifestation and creation, if it feels good to you, it is in alignment with source and spirit. If it feels bad, then there's something along the way that is not in alignment with you. And that's when you need to think about, okay, what do I, what was going on here? Is it because I'm believing something that's wrong? Is it because I'm believing something that somebody told me? Or is it because this isn't in alignment with myself? But when it comes to, I mean, really, I think sex can be communion with the soul, right? If you know, if you've ever been in love with somebody and you have that intimate experience where, especially like the first couple times, it is like, it is a beautiful union of your souls. Like you can feel that energy. Of course, it's a coveted experience, 
right? Because it almost is like it's, it is, we are constantly seeking the connection to the divine. And sex allows us to transcend ourselves in a way that no other experience does. So it can be life-changing. And, and I think if you're, if you're poo-pooing it and putting it down and, and all these people who are just so critical and hypercritical of other people's sex lives and sexuality and what they're doing and stuff, you know, to each their own. If you're not hurting anybody, who the fuck cares, right? If you are doing it because you love it, you're excited about it, it makes you feel good, and you're doing it with mutual people and other people that are, are you know, actively feeling good about themselves and it's not under coercion or stress or, or being forced into doing something or you're not feeling bad about it or all these other taboos and things like that. You're not going against something that you personally have values and beliefs against, but then why not? Then who cares, right? Why is everybody so quick to judge everybody else's sexual practices? You know, I look at these people like, oh my God, swingers, that's so wrong. Why? Why is it wrong? If you have two couples who are more than willing to trade partners because they think it's fun and exciting and they love each other and it makes their bond closer, do I believe that's possible? Of course I do. But you have to take the ego out of it, right? You have to completely take the ego out of it. You cannot have ego involved in that kind of relationship. And that's where you have to draw the line because I think it's too easy for people to get wrapped up in, of course, and again, like anything else, I'm talking about people who are spiritually awake and conscious, conscious relationships are really important because if you get people who are just wrapped up in ego, who are like anything that, um, is like a, it's like a, almost like a, um, you know, like a, a check off a mark on the bench kind of thing. Like, Oh yeah, Hey, I got another one or whatever. You know, that's not definitely not the time place or, or way to approach this. I'm talking about this from a consciousness perspective, like the consciousness of if you are spiritually awake and you are strictly here and, and being in that place of, I love, I know I'm, I'm, I'm one with all. I know everyone around me is my brother and sister that we are all one ultimately in the creator. So why can't I express my love however I decide I want to? And if it means that it's a passionate, pleasurable way to do it, where we come together for a creative union, then more power to you, right? That's what I'm talking about. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add to that, Erica. I know we're yeah, kind of yeah. going to wrap the room up early, but I know um, if you want to add some things in, I know Tasha, if you want to come up on stage, you're welcome to too, honey. Well, you know, like as far as sex industry and the porn, there's a positive aspect to it because, you know, some of the genre or stuff uh, are not something regular people can accept, right? And then if there's a certain need for a certain kind of um, kink or whatever, whatever they're into, and then if a man can, I guess, express it by watching it or going to a certain sex industry people, then it's much safer for regular people like us, right? I'm not saying my predators, but I'm saying when some people are having some kind of strong desire for certain sexual act we are not into, or whatever that is, right? Some kind of perversion. Um, it cannot be replaced by regular act. So there's always positivity for something. So I feel like 
it's really important to show some respect to people who are in the industry. You know, people tend to judge those people, but they don't exist unless there's a need for it. And those needs are met, so people who are not into certain kind of act or certain kind of things, we don't have to do it in order to uh, keep our partner or other people satisfied with their fantasy or whatever that is. Yeah, and I think too, um, you know, when it comes to spirituality, all right, this is what we're talking about, spirituality. We're not talking about people who are walking through life unconscious still, right? Who are those who are still sleeping. But if you're spiritually awake and you want to have a more conscious relationship, a more conscious spiritual connection, that synergy of sex, if you can get past the, um, you know, get healing your, your collective you know, the, the collective hangups around, oh, sex is bad, it's wrong, especially for women, you just save yourself, you know, it's all that bullshit. But um, if you want to explore more um, ways to have that, that synergy and that, that communion with your partner, or even down the road, if you're thinking about it, but to have more spiritually fulfilling sex, there's some, you know, some certain things you can do. Um, I think keeping your space sacred is one way to do it, right? You know, keeping your your room sacred, have the candles, the incense, all that stuff. Anything's going to lead to more intimacy, and um, you know, engaging all your senses. And there's all kinds of practices. You know, there's tantra, and there's all kinds of things. Um, you know, music changes things. It changes the mood, and and making your time together count. I mean, it's all about connecting the soul to the soul, right? And it can be a spiritual practice. I know people, I mean, sex magic is a real thing. Like people practice like some of the old, um, like golden dawn traditions and stuff like that. A lot of them use sex magic as the energy of that sex to be able to um, elevate and manifest things. So, I mean, there's a whole lot you can get into if we're talking about, you know, just the energetics of it. But um, aside from that, like the only thing I really wanted to add was... um, just to, to say that, you know, in order to be, I guess, um, I lost my train of thought. Um, knowing yourself, knowing yourself, knowing yourself well, right? And I think as women, we tend to be um, told that we have to be a certain way right? That it's, it's not appropriate for you to look that way. It's not appropriate for you to dress that way because, oh, you're just selling your body. You're trying to put your body out there. And I actually, have been, I've struggled with this with a couple of my clients actually that um, are in partnerships where the woman is very empowered in her body. And it's like, I don't feel like I'm dressing slutty. I think I dress classy and I think I look good. And the partner is like, grew up in a very extremely ultra conservative lifestyle and showing any skin at all is like over the edge, you know? So a lot of this is ingrained in culture and society and beliefs and religion and in the collective mind, you know, the collective memory. So there's a lot that needs to be healed around this area. But I really think if we can take little steps to just embrace, you know, our own sexuality and understand that, 
the first, it, it has to start with us. It has to start with us individually, you know, with myself. Like I said, when I had my spiritual awakening and I started with me, what do I believe? All of these beliefs that maybe feel so wrong and dirty inside and like, oh, I'm a bad person. I had to really heal those things. And it took a long time, like a long time. Like I would still have thoughts in the back of my head that would pop up and be like, oh, you know, oh, look at you. Blah, blah. And now I'm like, okay, even now, it's, every once in a while, something pops up. I'm like, okay, that's not true. That's just old programming. But if we were going to move forward and to be a more conscious civilization, and as we go through our spiritual awakening and ascension on this planet, if we're going to be a more heart-centered, um, fourth-density consciousness, where we are living from a place of love, we've got to learn to embrace other people's beliefs and feelings and thoughts and things and not, and not be looking at it as this, this, you know, archaic, you know, notion of, oh, this is bad, you know? And I think too many people are, are just so ingrained and unwilling to think for themselves or think outside the box or even question what they've been told or question what they've learned, you know? Cause I mean, if you really sit back and think about it, just, question it, question it. Have you ever questioned what you were taught? You know, did you ever question it? <laughs> Cause I mean, I'm telling you, if you go back and I look at a lot of the stuff that I was taught in my religious upbringing, I, the majority of it makes no sense at all. None whatsoever. I'm like, this does not even make sense. How can you even say this? It is so contradictory. You know what I mean? So I would ask people to please just Feel into your heart space. Do what's best for you. Do what's right for you. Feel and think about it. Use use your mind. Ask ask for guidance. I'm telling you, spirit is is there. Ask for guidance from spirit. You know, hey, can you help me understand? Help me see what's true. Help me see what's right. I want to know what's truth. I don't want to be bogged down by these conditions and stories and beliefs of all these past societies that are so outdated and archaic that are bogged down. It's got me thinking all these crazy things in my head, thinking I'm this horrible person who's going to hell. You know, no, why live like that? We're not meant to live like that. So I'm off my soapbox now. So I'm done talking, <laughs> but that's my rant about the whole thing. So Erica, I don't know. I know we, we had to kind of close up early today. So Erica, I don't know if you have any last words you want to say before we wrap up the room or um, any final parting thoughts. Yeah. So make sure to connect with your heart and the way you are making love to yourself or your partner feel through how you feel about it when you feel right that's right that's it just have that so you are connecting with your ultimate source and the ultimate higher frequency when you are making love yeah exactly and and honestly if you have to work at telling yourself repeatedly it's okay this is not wrong. I am not shameful. It, it takes work. You have to, it's work, but I would highly encourage you to do the work because listen, it, there's nothing wrong with self-pleasure. There's nothing wrong with intimacy with you and consenting adults, as long as that's something that you both want to do. There's no, there is nothing wrong or bad about it. It was designed to be a beautiful experience, a divine experience. It is a gift. So if we can start looking at it more like that, instead of something that's like, oh, it's like this, uh, you know, taboo subject. It's, I mean, it's just, I mean, we've come a long way, but we haven't really come a long way. You know what I mean? 
like <laughs> from the fifties, we've come a long way, but we still haven't come a long way. So I think there's just a lot of work to be done. And the more people who are awake and conscious and who can take the step forward and, and, and in love, right, in love, be in the space of love and care and concern and holding out for the best and highest good for all people and all people involved, then it can't help but be the wonderful, beautiful thing it was meant to be. So that being said, thank you for being here, Tashi. I am so glad to see you. We're keeping this room a little short today, so we're going to pop off because um, we have things to do. But Eric and I will be back next week with another amazing topic about relationships and spirituality. We would love to have you. This is the Waking Soul Journey Club. My name is Tony Alberti and my lovely co-host, Erica Farzano. Um, we will see you back next week. Thanks so much. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. So if you guys are having sex problem, loss of passion problem, let's have a complimentary how to get Sizzle back fast session. You can book a session in the link in the description box. Thank you so much. See you next week. Bye.